Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I just wish people would stay in their lane. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. As your kids get older, their their calendars get more challenging. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. You will pry this paper calendar out of my, you know, grandma hands. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I'm thinking maybe the solution is to never try to do anything again and just to become hermits. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week, we're talking about the family calendar, which is a kind of calendar. it's It's a drip drip kind of hassle, don't you think? Oh, I mean, it's a tsunami of a hassle, like everything. I don't know about the drip drip. It's just a hassle. (laughs) And so you and I do have sort of different systems for managing our stuff. I don't know. It may be time for me to give up the dream of the paper calendar because I keep everything on paper. I have books. I have whiteboards. I have giant taped to the refrigerator pictures of all the kids' calendars, which I like. But I am starting to see the limits of the system. Yes. Whereas I am Madam Digital and it's all... <laughs> oh, Madam Digital. <laughs> That's what I call myself. I salute thee, Madam Digital. <laughs> I bow before thee. Bonjour, Madam Digital. Um, I, but there are limitations to that too. See, what are the digital limitations? Clearly the limitations of paper, which I am finding more and more onerous are I have something written down in the calendar I carry and it doesn't make it to the family calendar in the kitchen and then we miss the birthday party. Like I'm definitely marrying, the constant marrying of the calendars seems to be the biggest limitation. Yes. I'm thinking maybe the solution is to never try to do anything again and just to become hermits and just live amongst ourselves as they did in the olden days. Right. The kids go out and work the land and then they come in and go to sleep. I think that's it might be like the best part of summer vacation or a snow day oh. or just a, is that there isn't anything to do. There's that no we like, had a what snow are we day forgetting? this week and it was the greatest of all the days. I mean, uh, then there was a threat that we would have a second snow day and then of course the that second would be snow day is the worst. The of worst all the days. Of all days. You're like, "Oh, I never want to see your faces again. Get out." But we only had the single snow day and it was God, it was heavenly. We laid out breakfast for all the kids. So my kids are nine, seven, five. So they're, the nine-year-old can kind of get up and fend for himself in the kitchen, but but why would he? With th- why would he? And also the three of them, it just, I made sandwiches the night before, peanut butter and jelly sandwich breakfast. And then I put out bowls of cereal. And then we had a 
luckily a gallon of milk that only had like two inches of milk left. So we didn't have to worry about the gallon of milk getting spilled, left it all out the night before and slept in. And we were like, kids, make your own breakfast. Mom and dad are sleeping in. The only rule is be quiet. And did it work? Oh, it was heaven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, snow days. Snow I think days I threatened are- them. I think I said like, if you wake us up, your the screens are going off and they, they were quiet as mice. There may, have, there may have been a fear factor. Oh, there, there may have been, yes. <laughs> what I like about snow days is when your kids get older is that there's no idea that we're actually going to get bundled up and go out in the snow. Like I, I we had such a relaxing snow day this week and it was because I realized later nobody wanted snow pants and boots. And of course, New York City oh, for is- for you, you've got to find a park. Right, right. The special fresh hell of New York City is if your kids want to go sledding, you've got to go trudge through the snow 10 or 15 minutes to the park and then stand there while they sled which is like horrible yeah we um and while every other kid in the city fights for the same hell we were we visited friends downtown and they live in stuyvesant town which is this major giant apartment development and we were walking and there was i mean when i say a hill it was barely a rise in the it was the slope was like a two degree slope (laughs) and it was about 20 feet wide and they said, oh, when it snows, like everybody from all these apartment buildings comes out and sleds down. And I was like, you might as well just sled off the roof of a car. Like, it's not a hill. But they said, you know, people from miles around come to fight for that little hill space. And I thought, that that sounds horrible. Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's fun and horrible because there's also no notion of like everybody go down the hill over here and walk back up the hill over there. It's just, oh, it's just a free-for-all. Free for all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can imagine how much I enjoyed those days. So I was no. really, really happy when I didn't have to go anywhere. So the point, right? The point is, it's a, it's such a rare day when you don't have when you to have the family calendar and you're three just kids. Like, Guys, there's no plans. There is no, there are no plans. There's just no this ballet, morning, there's no violin. There's no. Did you eat before you go to ballet? Right. Oh, it's, it's amazing. The clouds part and like the angel choir sings. As your kids get older, they're their calendars get more challenging. There's more places they have to be. And even if you don't um, have to be there with them, I still have to know my kid has right. a You're supposed to, you're really supposed to know Brooklyn. where they are. Yeah, you're supposed to have some notion. And and just this morning, as I was sort of putting my notes together for this episode, my high school freshman texts me, do I have plans this weekend? <laughs> I don't think I do, do I? I'm like, no, you don't, but he's still- like, Right, but, but you're the backup. But he's, I'm the backup. He's looking at you. Which is one of the things I want to talk about is like, at what what point do you sort of hand that over? I'm trying to sort of do that now, but I'm- How about now? How about with my five-year-old? Yeah. Get yourself to Bella. I don't know what you're doing this weekend. Figure it out. Uh, But but Yeah, I often have this with like relatives and friends. I find I repeat the conversation often where they're like, no, no, remember this is the weekend that I'm going to Toledo and, you know, my dad travels and, oh no, don't you remember? I I started taking Tuesdays off and I'm like- (laughs) Dude, I don't even know my where my kid's supposed to be. Uh, my, and my husband likes to do things like it's like the the how about the first weekend in April we do that, or how about like uh, the weekend after Easter we do that. And 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 I don't like to do things that way because that's a that's a vague date that is not exactly a date. And then when you actually pull up the calendar, it's like oh no no I'm traveling that weekend. I can't oh yeah, do that. and raise your hand every single person listening, unless you're driving, in which case just nod in silent acknowledgement. <laughs> of the fight that is your husband walks in and is like, oh, hey, I ran into Charles and we decided to grab dinner on the 12th. And you're like, dinner? 
we have 62 different things going on on the 12th. Right, right, but the but the twelfth or like the second weekend in April is just this sort of vague notion. Oh that yeah, you can, but you're, you can the agree husbands to. still live in a world where like impromptu plans are possible. Well, this is where we always feel like I always feel like we have to say hashtag not all husbands just just are two um, yeah, are, are quite quite but happy to depend on. I mean, at least my husband checks, but I am, yeah, I'm the keeper of the family calendar. What are we doing that weekend? What do we have that weekend? Um, and it's just. It's it's a lot to keep track of everybody's schedules, and that's why I'm going to argue for the move to digital eventually being better, a good thing. Well, yeah, it's and it's not perfect, um, but shall I shall I talk through why I think it's better? Why don't you? Amy, okay, please. well, I can tell I, you want to. <clears throat> I'll <laughs> just sit back and let you. It is your day, Madam Digital. Go for it. I have, your, your day on the throne has arrived. I was, you know, you will pry this paper calendar out of my, you know, grandma hands for for many years. And I do, and I love paper planners. But once once you have three kids with three game schedules and two teams, and, and it starts to be actually more than you can fit in neat or not neat handwriting in these little squares... Um, or even if you have a whole column, it's just too much stuff. And what's good about the the um, digital calendars is that you can have a different color for each person in your family. Mm-hmm. And it starts to be like, you know how like you look at a website now and, and they call it banner blindness? Like you don't even look at the right column anymore because it's just there, but your eyes know you don't really need to take right, in. that whatever's the there is going to be extraneous, yes. Except for the ads on whatfreshhealthpodcast.com, which you No, those you definitely cruise. have to study like the Torah. <laughs> Um, but so, so my, my high schooler, his, his calendar is yellow. So, um, and my, uh, my youngest two, they're blue right now because they don't need their own color yet. But anyway, I, so they have stuff to do, but it's yellow and blue. And I had this calendar out and I was with a friend who didn't have kids. And I said, yeah, next Wednesday will work. And she's like, what are you talking about? Cause she was looking at my phone. She said, you have, you already have six things. And I said, yeah, but they're all, they're all yellow and blue. So I don't, I don't have something I can, I can make that work. So you, you're aware of what the kids have going on or and you can just see like, okay, this one's busy, but this one isn't. It, it, it's just easier to kind of rise above and keep track of, of everything without getting in the weeds of everything's written in the same pen. So I can't tell which one is an away game that my kid's going to ride the bus to and which one is the science fair final judging that I have to be at. I mean, I'm wondering if it's even worth addressing the notion at this point that we are too busy and that this is insanity. God. <laughs> well, that's, yes. I mean, given. Right? Are we just taking Colon. that as a given and moving on and deciding how to, how to organize? Given. We're all too busy. Yeah. Okay. Going back to the snow day thing for a moment, I, I like winter in general because there's not as much to do and there is like, but I'm realizing spring is coming and we're already at that place where we're, we don't have a free weekend in April or May, basically. Like if you want to see me, we're talking about June right now because oh, it's like the sun comes out and it just becomes like it's camping weekend and first communion and it's just the spring is just everything's too busy. So we're going to just take it as an absolute. We're not going to try to slay the dragon that is maybe we should have a free weekend in April or May. Yeah. And we're just going to attack it from the point of view of like, now, how do we organize it? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would argue that all the stuff that's on my kids' calendars, the extracurricular stuff is all stuff that they want to be doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, uh, I, it's not, it's not 
stuff I'm making them do. It's stuff that they're excited no, about. No, no, I don't. And- I don't. I'm not. I'm not jacuzzing you, Madam Digital. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> as I look at your calendar and my calendar and all the calendars we're discussing, it is kind of bonkers that we need to color code these six things everyone's doing. But that that is what it is. That is. It is what it is. All right. So it from that point of view, yes. I mean. Maybe my next baby step is going to be moving from my, so I, have, I keep a planner. We've discussed it before. It's called the Book of Meg. And I have- And you have everything in there, right? I mean, it's your calendar, but also your ideas and the stuff for the podcast. It's all in there, right? Everything. Although I have now moved to a, I keep an unlined book and a lined book. So now I have Whoa. two books that I carry all the time because- the trying to get like if I'm writing down like a to-do list for the podcast I like to have that on a lined book and so then my unlined book I hand draw the months and then I hand draw a weekly schedule and so it's bonkers like it's my best friend calls it the my beautiful mind book like after the guy who like scribbles down or homeland you know how she always has the room if you don't watch homeland like the room that is basically covered in newspaper and like twine leading from theory to theory, like it's got a lot of that quality to it. Like it's not, if you opened it, you wouldn't necessarily think this is a person who's doing very well. (laughs) You might think this is a person maybe in need of some help, but it's how I've always done it. And for me, it is the way that it works. And I do, I don't keep a certain color for everyone, but I, the way my mind works, I think of Wednesday. And so it's like, oh, can you do something Wednesday? And I think, I know on Wednesday, there's something, I can picture green writing on Wednesday. There's something on Wednesday and it really helps me. But I'm just a very disorganized person. And in general, this is that my Achilles heel is the thing of like, we forgot to go to Tessa's birthday party. Like, and I hate it. I hate the way it feels. I hate being the mom who's always like, oh, that's today. Could you take my kid to that? Cause I didn't remember it was happening, but uh, I, organization is my Achilles heel. Well, this is there. And there is, that's something why I think I need you to start keeping my family calendar. To, to <laughs> this is why I brought you here today. I, I want you to be, my I want to flip personal organizer and argue argue your side for a minute because there is something because I have just to completely muddy the waters. I, I I am completely digital, but I've discovered that I need to to go back to paper now to do. Here are five things I need to do today because when my my digital calendar is overwhelmed, my um, to do list. I use an app called Workflowy, which I love. It's free. Everybody Workflowy? Use it. Yeah, Workflowy with a Y at the end. Okay. And it has um, collapsible. It's just it's just bullet point to do lists, but they're collapsible. So you can do um, like our next live show in Scranton. I have a um, of a bullet point list going for that, but I can collapse it. So I can then look at my to-do list and it's like, okay, here's stuff for the kids, here's stuff for the live show in Scranton, here's, um, you know, emails I have to send this week, but you can collapse and uncollapse them. So you're not looking so at everything you, you have to do all the time. You look at it. Right. But what I've started to do is look at my 200 things I have to do and, and start a list that said today. These are, the, these are the six things I need to do today and, and make a bullet point, drag those, and you can click and drag them all around too drag a today list and then print it out and then don't let myself start looking at the overwhelm until I've, you know, hand crossed out just the five or six things that I really need to do today, which aren't, by the way, it's, it's, I, 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 that shouldn't, they shouldn't be six things that are like, I don't know, you know, order, order the flowers for the PA meeting. They should be, at least a few of them should be things that you want to do, right? Things that are 
important things that are well, give me an example goals. of something you want to do that's on your list. Oh, like I'm going to, um, for today, well, I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a book idea. I'm going to spend, you know, an hour working on the book today. And it's on, it's on my list, so I do it. Yeah. Um, because otherwise you can, as a, I don't have to tell anybody listening, you can get very sucked into the tyranny of the urgent and just returning the phone call about this. Uh, and and ordering that and and adding stuff to the calendar like you can that's all important but but I I need to sometimes close out most of that and only look at certain things although actually I would so I would say actually workflow is really helpful for that and it's all on there somewhere and also it's searchable so you well can- I think you've brought up an interesting point which is like. I'm seeing the calendar as my master, but you're kind of seeing the calendar as your helper. You know, like I tend to see the calendar as like onerous overseer of my life, as opposed to like an opportunity to say like, hey, I want to do something for myself. Like I want to paint my office a different color. Like I will put it on the list so I make sure to get to something for myself. Yeah. And I just don't spend the entire day being like, make the dinner, the snacks, the find the cleats, find the library books. Right. That all expands to fill the space available. So if you're organized, organization helps you make room for the stuff you want to do. And I would argue if you want to paint your office, then maybe your to-do list for today is go to the paint store and get some chips. Don't put paint the office. Right, right. Break it down into bite-sized right. chunks. Break it down. Um and and we break it down into a smaller goal, a smaller, more achievable goal, which is uh, really uh, satisfying to cross off, but also achievable. And to-do lists are notoriously motivating in terms of like, I don't have enough time, period, to do everything. And I don't have enough time to have kids and do a podcast. I don't have enough time to do, have kids do a podcast and keep the house the way I want it and have friends and have a social life and perhaps work on the book idea that it's been kicking around for a long time. Like I don't objectively have time to do all the things. And so the to-do lists help motivate, help you stay motivated and actually make possible some of the things you want to do that could get easily pushed to the side by the like invisible workload of PTA forms and snacks. And right. I mean, I always say I I have enough of a job every time the backpacks open, like scholastics orders are due and you can volunteer for this and come on in and help with the play lights and also fill out these 19 forms and don't forget to send in allergy free snacks. And just the amount of three backpacks barfing, to do's at me at the end of every day, I could make an entire life just around that. You can. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I think that the digital system is good because when you make a, when you make a written list, everything's on there, but at least, at least on Workflurry or another to do app that you might try, you can move this stuff around just like you can, just like you're moving from, this is an oldie locks alert. Moving from typing papers on a Why typewriter. Why do sound yet? That's oldie locks <laughs> alert. We've got, put, I'm putting it on my to-do list. Create a podcast sound for Oldie Locks Alert. Put that on the today list. What would yeah. it be? Like a, wah, it wah, wah. I don't know. Or like an old lady laughing like, eh, 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 eh. I don't know. <laughs> we, You know what, guys? If you have a funny idea for what sound would be funny when we to alert listeners when we're about to say something that indicates that we're old, would you come to What Fresh Hell on uh, Facebook, Facebook forward slash What Fresh Hell cast and tell us. That's a good idea. Yeah, we, we got we we to get that going. Because uh, like at least once an episode we say something where we have to be like and by the way we were born in the early 70s (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, moving. It was like when you moved from typing a paper on a typewriter to typing a typing on a uh, word processor, and then a computer. Like, wait a minute, you can cut and paste. You can move chunks around. Now, now I can't imagine trying to write anything without being able to click and drag and and reprioritize, dump the ideas, and then reprioritize them. And if it's written out in longhand, it's harder to do that. Right. And then, of course, it's just the sort of circle and the busyness factor, which is like, I started college with a typewriter. And I finished college with a word processor. Like, why didn't that free up four hours a day for me? You know, like, where did that time go? I mean, typing papers is bonkers. You had to use whiteout. I mean, it's bonkers. And everything gets more efficient. And somehow we continually have less time. It's it's mind boggling. Right. It's it's a good question. Where um, is well, all that saved time going? But just, you know, now that we've decided that that digital is the way to go, I'm going to swing it back the other way. Yeah, because I'm I'm still not digital and I mean I can say it, but I'm my my book is so important to me. There's um uh, a guy named Michael Grouthouse, and he wrote an article for Fast Company. He's a grout. Dun 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 a house. <laughs> and he he did, of course, the completely contrarian why you know why I ditched. What was it called? What happened when I ditched my smartphone for a paper planner? Oh, uh, think pieces. He went back, and he said that he. It was going back to what you said before about there was something green on Wednesday. He said the physical act of flipping back and forth between the pages seemed to have an effect on his memory, which made it easier for him to remember the sequence of events. And I do miss that on the on the digital calendar that I can't I can't sort of be like that next week is crazy, not that week, but the following week. It feels kind of open. You can kind of do it, but it's not the same as flipping from week to week on a piece of paper and sort of holding things in your hands. And this is backed up. There's there's science to back this up. There's something called All right, the, hit me with some science. I like there's, it. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. <laughs> of course there is, Amy. The RAS. And of course you know about it. And it and it filters and it brings to the fore the information you're working on. Actually, I'm quoting somebody here. I'm quoting Maud Purcell, who's a psychotherapist. And she's all for, you know, doing this stuff by hand and not using the computer for basically any kind of writing. You're supposed to write longhand, but she's, she says it kind, of, it kind of brings it to the fore and it, and it helps you remember things in a different way when you're writing them down and it helps you visualize them. And there was an article in Scientific American talking about how people anecdotally talk about this and also studies back it up that you can, when you recall a piece of information, sometimes you can remember where you saw it. Yes. Did you ever try to remember something and I'm like, let me just pick, try to picture the sign in my head, like, and then and then you kind of you almost kind of read what it said, um, or it suggested that you're somebody can remember. Hold on, let me find the exact quote because it was interesting. Just like we might recall that we passed the red farmhouse near the start of the trail before we started climbing uphill, we might remember that we read about Mr. Darcy rebuffing Elizabeth Bennet on the bottom of the left-hand page in one of the early chapters of a book. Um, right. That you. You can you can see and feel where you learn the information physically, and obviously that's completely missing on a screen. And my sense of myself, which is always a dicey proposition to have a sense of oneself, but my sense of myself is that my memory is particularly that way. You're a super visual? Yeah, that I, my ability to recall things that are not written in brightly colored words on my calendar, it, it seems more lacking than than in other people I know. Well, I feel like maybe that's something we can solve today, Margaret. <laughs> right. 
But isn't the solution just to stay with my brightly colored paper? (laughs) It is, except when you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot the birthday party. Yeah. If you can remember everything. And not not that the digital is perfect either, but but it, it, it does sort of hold everything. And I do find myself, do you find yourself like, what am I doing today? I have no idea. Like At night. Every day. At night, I do try to plan out. Because I have gone to this sort of what are the what are the sort of five things I need to do tomorrow? Uh, ones record this episode. Ones you know do work on the show page for the next episode. And and uh, I I will often have no idea what my next day holds until I pull up a calendar and look. That's how I am every single day. I'm like memento. Every day I just wake up <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do today? Let's take a break. I'm feeling overwhelmed. We're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of problems and solutions with the calendar. Okay, let's do it. Oh, okay, we'll be back. I'm going to take some deep breaths. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. (laughs) But all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. 
Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different and fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. You'll never see it coming. I think Janie is ready for ballet class. It starts with the best of intentions. I signed both boys up for soccer. You thought it would be fun. Oh, look, a chocolate making class at the rec center. But you were wrong. Get in the car, get in the car, we're late. Before you know it, your life is not your own. Okay, if I drop Jenny off for elite gymnastics at 3.05, she can wait outside for the door to open at 3.20 while I drive Peter to the cross. That gets us home with five minutes to spare. And if we hold off dinner to 9.30 p.m., we can still get Tim to soccer and then get Jenny and bring her to chess before Peter's tennis lesson. You're saying things you never could have imagined. Mommy, what's for dinner? Here, your dinner is in this thermos. Move, 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 move! You're living in a world of strangers. Who are you? Honey, it's me. Your husband? We haven't seen each other since last Tuesday because I've been doing baseball games and you've been doing ballet drop-offs. Activities. You've been warned. Congratulations, your daughter made the travel soccer team. No! Okay, Amy, we're talking about calendars Mm -hmm. and staying organized. Yeah. And I know you have something to tell me. I have a secret superpower. I mean, you have many secret superpowers, but what, what is this one in particular? Do you sometimes wonder, like, how does she have that that information at her fingertips? Like, the, I literally wonder that every, every single day. It is Evernote. Evernote. It's an app that I use and I have it on my laptop and I also have it on my phone and they sync with each other. And every time I come across something I want to save, it could be a picture, could be an email, could be an airline confirmation or an article that I'm reading. Um, I save it to Evernote and I can do that from within the app. I can do that by just forwarding it to my Evernote email address and that's all in there. I can decide I want to look up pulled pork, whatever. And like, oh, bam, there it is. It searches. I think I have- So you don't have to search through the dental records to get- No, or even go find the recipes notebook. You can just type in JetBlue and, oh, here's all the JetBlue, uh, you know, reservations that I've ever had. Eventually, it's good to go in and delete a few. But I do that. You know what? I do that when I'm like on airplanes and stuff. I organize my Evernote stuff. But it's like, it's indispensable. Hmm. Uh, I have never heard of it and I'm going to try it. You're going to try it? Well, yeah. I mean, as we know, I have a lot of problems with organization and I have a um, first communion coming up and like, I'm already like, oh, I'm going to have to call the rectory of whatever church my kid was baptized in and see if I can f- get 
the like poor overworked rectory lady to send me an- yet another copy of my kid's baptism certificate. Perfect example. I could I can I can pull up my kid's baptism certificates. Want to know? Want to see their baptism certificates? Give me 15 seconds. <laughs> Bam. Look at you. Yeah, I love it. That so is I, a superpower. I think you should try it. I think everybody should try it and we have a special link so you can get a free month of Evernote Premium, which like I said I recommend cuz then you can search within PDFs and notes so you don't have to right, name things, catchy titles. It's bit.ly slash Evernote Fresh. I'm going to repeat that. It's bit.ly forward slash Evernote Fresh. Yep. You're I'm gonna actually going to check that out. Okay, we're back. We're back. So the, it seems to me the two big problems I have with calendar are, number one, I get an email asking me to participate in an event. I think, okay in my head. And that is the end of the interaction that I have with that email and the person inviting me to do that thing. Oh, well, let me tell you something. You know what you can do? You can hover over the date and there'll be a little hyperlink and you can click on it and then it'll say add to calendar and then you're going to add it to your calendar. But where is that calendar? Well, for now, me, I mean, enter grandma. Well, in space? I don't understand. But really, like when you it's say on add the to cloud. It's like, it's on the cloud, which what, is a series of tubes. So it's on my like Apple thing that has a picture of a calendar on right. it? Right. You and I are both both Apple, so I, we should have brought a um, you know Google expert on here too. But yeah. I, but I, my I, husband is, is, is not Apple, and I think he does it on a Google calendar. You can use Google calendar, and you can I use iCal, which is the Apple calendar, and you can also sync with each other. You can send, send events to each other. So here's so, – so in my mail app, yeah, there, it'll say like, you know, can you come – can you come to dinner on Friday, you know, April 27th or whatever? And, and the, the, if you look at it, the um, date itself will be sort of underlined in gray and you can click on that and it'll say add to calendar. And then it just pops up right then and you say dinner, you know, dinner at the Wright's house. And then you can pick if it's purple or blue or what color you want it to be. And you can pick, this is my, this is when it really gets to be useful. This is how my husband and I communicate events to each other. We used to Oh, we sometimes you used still to kind of do this. We used, used to, to talk. Interact. No, we used but to go no out to more. dinner. We used to go out to dinner with our <laughs> planners sometimes and be like, okay, April 8th, are you available? Because we got invited. We, and we would sort of do that once a month. Um, now, if we get dinner, invited to dinner at the Rites, I add it to my calendar. I invite him to the event. So then it pops up on his calendar with, like a, you know, with a question mark. Can you do this? And he, if he hits accept... Then uh, he can go, and I don't even have to call him or email him. You don't like, even have to have a conversation. You don't even have to have a conversation about it. That's Save we're going yourself. to dinner. Yeah, and if he um, can't go, then he then then he, then he then um, he then he rejects it, and then I know oh, why can't you go? You just sit and sob by yourself on the yeah. Couch. He doesn't like me anymore. He doesn't like. It's over. <laughs> I found out by a Google Calendar rejection that yeah. it's all over for us. <laughs> Talk about being ghosted he just started rejecting <laughs> just all rejected. my calendar invites yeah, i like that he like keeps coming home at night but he just rejects all your calendar <laughs> and it's like is something wrong please don't speak to me i only finally google i only communicate by google calendar now and then finally i would just add to calendar come home from work right and he would reject it and then reject like, and then never divorce saw him except again <laughs> i like it so yeah i mean because this is the problem i was very organized i feel like my life changed over and went south when people left Evite for other invitational systems. Because I felt like I used to only have to check like Evite for all that was going on. But then people started using like paperless posts and like, I don't know, other systems. 
And then I would only check Evite and we would miss birthday parties because people had sent them via other crazy systems. I just wish people would stay in their lane. What would you, what, what's, how would you like, if I was having a birthday party and inviting you, what would be the way to make sure you remember? Evite only, please, Evite. because it's the only thing I check. I don't check the other ones. I can't handle Evite. I mean, because they, they, I think people don't want to use them because you do then get like, have to click through 30 ads to get to the I know, but people, party. it's very important to me. I only check that. So if you invite me on any other thing, I, I can't come. This is this is blowing my mind. You you log on to like an Evite account and see what your upcoming invites are. Yes, that's the only that's the only way I keep track of where we have to be. I had no idea that was something that a person because you do. get an Evite and you click it and it goes onto your calendar. Yes, even in the invite, I'll say at the bottom like add to calendar, add to iCal or Google oh, Cal or and like. Done. I think I got to get with the current world. I think you just have to gently. I wish people would go back to the Pony Express to send me all invitations on a scroll and have someone announce it at my doorstep so I could remember to write it down in my book while the, while the you need, town crier was yelling it at me. You need a body man like in Veep, right? You just need the person on your shoulder like, uh, Margaret, you're supposed to be at, oh God, <laughs> at school pickup. You know what I need? And I've said it before. I need a wife. That's what I need. Yep. I am bad at that job, but if I had a wife who would keep track of all of the places I was supposed to be, like you do for your husband, I would be so much happier. And I, unlike your husband, would never reject your Google Calendar <laughs> invitations. I'm gonna start I would accept them all. Yeah, I, I, disorganization is the Achilles heel of my life, and this is where it manifests in the worst way. I yeah. get the, I see an email. It says, "Do you want to do this?" I say, "Sure." And still I do this. I just did this. Someone, we're supposed to have dinner. She just wrote to me. How about this date? I say, sure. I go I, I go to write it on the calendar. It's family camping weekend. So now I have to call back and be like, I actually can't do that date. And it's a mess. I'm, I'm very disorganized. That's the, that, and, and that's the other thing about the paper planner is I, I do love them, but they can be big and heavy, right? And to really fit everything you need. They, need, they can be a little unwieldy and, and perfect for the home, but, but you're not going to drag it everywhere you go. And then that person asked you and you didn't have your, uh, your calendar with you. I mean, your phone, like I, I well, walk. And it's always with you because a lot of times I go through my, I get in bed at night, 930 at night, and I start going through my emails because I don't check my email all day, every day. And then I'm in bed. Someone wrote to me last night saying, do you remember that you signed up? to supervise Healthy Heart Week uh, at school. And of course, I didn't remember that because it was September when I was just on a wild checking spree at back to school night. Well, I'll do that. I'll do that. Sure. Healthy Heart Week. I'll do that. Like Martha Brady in that episode of the Brady Bunch, right? Where she signs up for every club. Did you say Martha Brady? Oh, <gasps> I did. What is wrong with you? You're fired from this podcast. I'm such an oldie you. locks. I'm now getting Marsha Brady's Martha name mixed up. Brady, Amy. Wow, fail. All right. Okay, sorry. Go back. I guess Marcia I don't know everything. Was Marsha Brady? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What was she doing? She was signing up. She signs up for everything because she wants to be popular at high school. So she signs up for every club. That's how I am. I wanted people to think I'm a good mom, so I check all the boxes at yep. back to school night, and then I get an email four months later being like, "Do you remember?" That in September you volunteered to sign up for Healthy Heart Week. Day. It's a Healthy Heart Week, I think. Well, you it's said? Healthy Heart Week, but I was just responsible for one day to like I don't know dress as a heart, the ventricle schools or something. God only knows what it was I actually signed up to do. But do America's anyway. children? Wait a minute. Do America's children really need a whole week to worry about whether their hearts are healthy every year? Because that that's, Amy, again, it's worse than I thought. Like our discussion about whether or not we should even have calendars. I think you're backing up several steps too far. <laughs> 
let's just accept that we live in a world where there's healthy heart week. And then let's just accept the premise that I overcheck at back to school night. Sure. I mean, if we debate the minutia, we could be here all day. Let's just sure. get to the right, point right. where on Friday, I was, I'm signed up for healthy heart week. And then I went to put it on my, and then I'm in bed and I'm like, uh, I don't know. And of course she doesn't even say Friday. It's like March 16th. And I say, I'm sure that's fine, but let me just check my calendar. But I did write back. I did have the sense instead of saying, yes, I can do it. I said, I'm already in bed. Let me check my calendar in the morning and I'll get back to you. And I can't do it. You know why? Because you why? and I are meeting Amy. Oh. Remember? <laughs> and so I will be with you at a Starbucks in Yonkers. An oh, no, it's an undisclosed show. location. I didn't, oh, excuse me, an undisclosed. We don't want our fans storming us at the Yonkers Starbucks. Yeah, so I will be there. I will not be at Healthy Heart Week. But I have gotten a little bit better about that, but not better enough. I still, like, people say, oh, do you want to do this? And I always say yes, because I do want to do it. Right. And right. I don't, you, I don't write it down. Your intentions are amazing. Your intentions are so positive. Yeah. You but, want the best for us. But, but the reality is then you that, don't remember to come. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's so bad. I, I, I have a very highly developed sense of responsibility and a very poorly developed sense of time and organization and the time-space continuum. That means I can only be one place at one time. And that this, makes this, for a lot of stress in my life. This is helpful to me because I'm, I'm dealing with a separate, um, separate related problem on the sphere, which is helping my um, somewhat organized teenagers get more organized and start to take some of this calendaring off me. Right at some yes. point, just we were saying during the the um, morning madness episode, the 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 problem is I'm the keeper of what time it is and what time the bus is coming and how much time we have left. Like, why should that be? Why is that me every morning when when I have two teenagers? They should be looking at the clock. Um, in the same way, um, I am adding because you know, because of course the soccer schedule for the spring gets emailed to me. I add it to the computer calendar so I have it and then I give it to them to stick on their bulletin board but you know it's sort of like they can text me and say am I busy this weekend because they have no idea and they you know they know that I'll just tell them but at some point I kind of need to hand that over oh uh, for sure and it was interesting I put up on the Facebook page a picture somebody asked because I talk a lot about the whiteboard that I have like three o'clock come home screens four o'clock start homework five o'clock instrument time six o'clock dinner whatever and somebody said can I see that whiteboard I can't really picture it and I put a picture of it up on Facebook um and I feel people were probably shockingly disappointed because it's just a bonkers looking whiteboard it's like i think people were expecting like some pinterest-tastic like thing with columns and stuff it's just like a scrawl and a scratch of like here's where everybody has to be today but still super super helpful and somebody underneath said and i think their kid was maybe like a fourth or fifth grader said oh my daughter makes this for herself and so she oh. writes out the times you know of like, okay, today I have to do this and here's where everyone has to be and the family, and a lot of people shared pictures that were more like family calendars or like a week, the week broken down in the garage as you walk in, there it is. Like you've got hockey today and then at night you've got your paper due tomorrow and whatever. And it really struck me as always, start this stuff much earlier than you think. Mm -hmm. Like my guy who's now a fourth grader, who's very dependent on the whiteboard, he could probably start doing it himself to write out, okay, well, how do you want to organize the night to get to everything? And 
you know, just start giving the kids agency over it as early as possible. That's a re- that's such a good idea. I'm gonna have then they to start, can start doing taking that. it over. Yeah. yeah, for my for my middle schooler, like stops because because my middle schooler is kind of like your oldest, I, I think, and that they're the they're the kid in our separate families who is most likely to say, "What's for dinner? What do I have to do tonight?" That they 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 right. want they want to know. They, they want, want that structure. Yeah, they they want the structure. They fear they don't like surprises. Not fear, but they don't like surprises. And they don't like not knowing what's going on, and yet they need a little help to organize it. But but uh, you know, my goodness, by the time you're in seventh grade, yeah, you should be writing out. What do you need to do tonight? Well, it's you know. Let me let me help you make a list of what you need to do tonight, and you write it down, not me. And then you decide how long each thing's going to take. And yeah, and here's what's for dinner since you and the digital calendar is pretty easy. So you could easily start forwarding that soccer email to your oldest, who could click on the thing that would download it onto the calendar. He did, yeah, yeah, exactly. He has his own. He has his own color. So we, I mean, it's even easier than that. He has a phone. I have a phone. Anything that gets added to the yellow calendar, which is his color, shows up on his phone. But I'm just but saying, he, add the step where he adds it, not you. Well, yeah, I think that's probably true because it's just kind of there. But um, and that's that's helpful because I mean, he's old enough now. He goes to the orthodontist without me, and if he forgets the address, I know. And like, look at your phone. It's in your phone. But, but yeah, he still kind of says, mom, what do I have to do today? Because he doesn't even take the step of checking his calendar because one, he knows I'm going to know, but two, he hasn't added it there. You're right. So they need, they need to own the organization system more. They need to take it over. Yeah. I just think as much as possible, like start, start soon, start early and like start giving them that thing of like, I put a, I put a chart on our front door, like. Because we, I mean, three kids, even elementary school kids, that's three days someone needs a library book going back. That's two days someone needs an instrument. You know, there's just stuff they have to bring. But I try to reorient it always. I put the thing on the door, but then it's, what do you need to be bringing to school today? Right. You need to be, you should be coming to me and saying, and also like, good luck me remembering it. So like, you should be coming to me and saying, it's library day for me. And now that I have a girl, I'm realizing the whole world of gym so that my daughter likes to wear these like uggy kind of boots that she has, like pull on boots. But there's two days a week where she has to be in sneakers. And yep. so I, I ask her every day, wait, is it a gym day? And she knows Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever it is are the gym days. And she'll say, no, that's Tuesday. And she laughs. And she's like, mom, it's Tuesday, Thursday. And again, I was like, listen, I don't even remember where I'm supposed to be today. I definitely don't remember whether it's a day you need gym shoes or not. You know, it's like my brain is incapable of retaining certain information. <laughs> Some kids are, and I mean, and the truth is you still have to be on top of that. If you have a kid who has a hard time remembering stuff, you do still have to remember the Tuesdays and Thursdays are gym day in order to give them any kind of support. Even if there's also a sign by the door or whatever, you you have to have to empower them and with, with some oversight. I'm gonna give you a quote that I found from a book called Smart but scattered teens. I have several quote, of the smart. Quote me. Do they have an edition for moms? Smart but scattered moms. Uh, I'm moms. sure they do. Smart and smart. They're <laughs> great books by Richard Ware uh, and Christmas list. Peg Dawson. Smart but scattered in the house. Smart but scattered here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you one. But this was smart but scattered teens, and they talked about. I looked up as I was investigating, sort of at what age should kids be handling this by themselves, and. They talked about as you as you hand this over that you're sort of like I want you to do this now. The problem is that your teen can see your enthusiasm um, as pressure to conform 
to the way of doing things that you think is right, which is, of course, therefore the opposite of what they want to do because they're going to they're very good at drawing negative conclusions from things you're asking them to do is the point of the book. So so what they say you have to do is empower, don't admonish. So what I have to remember as I put as I put this in place for my kids is not to say, I'm so sick of you not remembering this stuff. You have to start to right leave that out of it and start to say, we think it's time you took more control of your own schedule. We think you're old enough to, to start handling these things yourself. And then show yeah. them how to do it. But make it about, we think you're so, you know, you're such a grown-up now <laughs> that you are totally capable and not, it's about time, that. So right. it's, it's kind of in how you in how you manage it. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's just, we, especially with little kids, and I'm just coming out of this phase where it really is so much easier for me. My kids' bedroom, my boys' bedroom is a mess right now. Like, we have this annoying thing where instead of... um bureaus or what you know drawers they have like closet organizers it's like the way it was when we built the house and so it's shelves on the closet for the clothes as opposed to drawers and so what happens is that my son sees a shirt he wants on the bottom of the pile pulls it and then there are 16 shirts on the floor and he's wearing one yeah and they're still doing Legos and dumping the Legos. I mean, it is a mess up there. It looks like it's been ransacked by a team of burglars. And I was just thinking this morning, I could go up and clean that entire room in 45 minutes and it would be done right and everything would be put away. Or I could spend three hours this weekend screaming at them like, stop reading that book, get back to putting the But I have to do the second one. Like I have to just, it's so much easier to do it yourself than to put it on the kid. But you just have to do that. Let the kid do it. It takes me back to that advice you gave last week of what is it about um, parenting involves standing up? What's yes. the quote? <laughs> parenting involves saying no involves getting off the couch. Right. Right. But and it is, is just like is harder, but it's what, it's what re- is required. It's harder, but it's what's required. And I thought I was doing something so smart and it's turned out to be kind of like the most annoying day of my week. But my two youngers have ballet and violin at exactly the same time on Thursday, and I take both of them. And so it's just like a fox hen grain riddle of like, how do I get both of them to two different places at the same time? It's a Hermione Granger riddle. How is she in potions and in math at the same time? How exactly does it work? And one needs to be in ballet clothes, and one needs to have a violin and two different books. The book where he writes down his violin assignments and the book that he practices out. Oh, sure. Right. They all have to have multiple books. I know that story. And so... It's, and at at a certain point, I just, I would run around like crazy and grab the, grab the shoes and I have over the course of the year transferred that onus completely onto the kids. And it's been totally life-changing. The car leaves at 440. If you're going to ballet, you need to be wearing ballet clothes and carrying a bag with ballet and tap shoes in it. And if you're going to violin, you need to be holding a violin and two books at 440 (laughs) every night. And you need to be wearing shoes. We have finally taken out of the negotiating socks. I have decided you do not need to be wearing socks to play the violin. Or you must be wearing shoes. And the car just pulls out at 440. And you're in it or you're not. And you have your things or you don't. Yeah. And it's a lot more effective than like... Three hours of screeching about why don't you have your shoes? Come on, come on. And if you you come to me for help, I will help you locate the things. But I will not have them lined up by the door for you, waiting for you. Oh God, I guess I need to do more of this. I I am do. I put the stuff on the calendar. 
you know, like I have a little like uh, reminder that pops up on Tuesday, on Monday and Wednesday nights on my calendar, Maggie Ballet stuff. Um, Cause then I will say to her, Maggie, you have ballet tomorrow. And she goes and gets it and she puts it in the front hall. But um, well, that's pretty good though. I mean, you're only involved me. in the remind, you're only reminding her, right? And you're she not going, have- you're not lining everything up by the front door so that it's ready for her. That's right. And, and, uh, and it takes, and anyway, it's a, it's a way that the calendar can help. It's it's like it's always in there. And of course, the other the other good thing about the digital stuff is that the recurring stuff is so uh, easy to you just put it in once. Maggie has ballet four thirty to six on Tuesday. Repeat every week and repeat in June when the class ends. And then then it's just in the calendar. And, and so, then you can have a Monday night thing that dings you to say like yeah, ballet shoes. Yeah, by the door. I have I have, you know I have like little dings in there for medicine and ballet clothes on Monday night and um, whatever whatever needs needs to happen. Uh, today my uh, seventh grader had to remember to bring his basketball uniform to school, so I threw it on the calendar. And again, go get it and put it in a bag because you have to bring it in today. But uh, I would have forgotten if it wasn't in the calendar. Putting st- put writing stuff down or putting it in the calendar. It it does help me. It's a brain dump, and then I feel like I would totally forget it if, if it wasn't there. But I was allowed to forget it because it is there. Yeah, and then I just think it's an issue of looping the kids into that system as much as possible. Right. Now, my high schooler has both a paper planner, and he's supposed to check the school website and the calendar daily. They want they kind of want him doing both, and I, I that's kind of where I've come down to also that you need both. You need a digital system to just be the 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 dump for every appointment and every bit of information and every schedule piece of paper um, because then it doesn't have to look beautiful or neat or Pinterest-y either. It's all digital. It's just all there. But then I do use a paper planner to really prioritize and make sure I'm not doing, I'm not just answering the emails at the top of my inbox, but the things that are the most important. And for that, I kind of go back to the old school stuff. I think we've solved it. I think we solved it. You need both. That's the headline. (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna I, I think I am I actually think I'm gonna start a digital calendar I'll help you when we meet at the Starbucks at the undisclosed yeah, location I might need some help I might need some help because I don't I, I'm, I'm frightened I'm, I'm frightened hold your hand. and I don't want my I don't want my Google request to be rejected by my husband or my children I know it's it's I scarring me it's scarring but <laughs> it seems very scarring it's just a reality of life in 2018 yeah. All right, guys. So that's uh, that's what you're doing. You're going to keep a paper and a digital calendar. Welcome to your new fresh hell. At least we think so. I mean, I want to know what you, how you guys plan your schedules, what apps you use, what calendars you use, and, and what makes it all work for you. And there's a lot of ways you can tell us. One definite way, because it's digital, is to go to facebook.com <laughs> forward slash what fresh hell cast. You could also and, go to and, Instagram. And visit digital. That's a digital. Instagram is also what fresh hell cast. You could... Uh, Send us a picture of your calendar and system, as long as it doesn't have, you know, identifying information, I guess. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Uh, or you can come to Twitter, which is um, at WFH Podcast on Very Twitter. Very good. Did you have I that know, written I'm, down? I didn't, but I've got it. I've got it now. I've got it. But it took me a long, long time to get that down, but I've got it now. And as always, you can go to our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. And another reason you might want to visit our website is if you listen to this podcast and you have a brand and you think, God, that would be fun to have an ad on the What Fresh Hell podcast, but that's not possible. Yes, it is. You just go to our website. And there's a sponsorship opportunities tab. You can click on that. You can read about what it's like to uh, sponsor an episode of this podcast. And you can write to us and get a copy of our sponsorship kit. And you could hear us talk about your product. 
That would be so much fun for you. Wouldn't that be fun? And for us. And for all. Uh, guys, we've said it all, I think. Yeah, we have. That's a family calendar. That's the family calendar. And uh, that's a wrap on that. And we will talk to you guys next week. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.